Hello, and welcome to episode unknown of Brainstorm Kitchen. Uh, yeah, things might be a little bit out of order, so hence the mystery and the episode number. So hopefully it comes out soon, though. <laughs> and uh, I think we should mention a few things off the bat, because something I didn't realize, actually, is the podcast is now also available on iTunes. Oh. So if that is your preferred uh, podcast platform, we'll provide a link for that in the description. Yeah, that's really cool. Actually, I didn't know that either. Maybe I did and I forgot. But uh... No, it's, it's dumb because you submit your podcast to go on iTunes, and they were supposed to email me when it went up. And oh, apparently okay. it's been up for who knows how long. So Okay, cool. So, yes, if you already found us on iTunes, then thank you. Um, and uh, if you are on iTunes, please consider uh, giving a uh, review and a rating on iTunes. That really helps get the word out. So, today, we're going to sort of reach back in time and talk a little bit of our various travel and food stories. Uh, Logan, why don't you take it away first? So I guess the the topic today will mostly be about food traveling and or at least talking about food that comes from different places. Um, <clears throat> I recently was just, uh, well not recently, now it's December, so a few months ago, um, I traveled with my girlfriend to India and it was some place that I've always really, really wanted to go to. And um, I was one of the things definitely was looking forward to was the food. And in India, it's like they have a very regional cuisine. So, I mean, we kind of all know Indian food that we see from like, you know, takeout or from restaurants. Apparently, that's all from one region. I think it's the, if I hopefully I don't get this wrong. I think it's the Hyderabad region. Um, Wait, uh, you mean Hyderabad? Yeah, Maybe. I could also be wrong about this. <laughs> well, I think a lot of it was also developed in either England or wherever, like, Indian cooks were. Oh, you mean the food that we, we get, like, from our, from our like, from the food we experience in our own uh, home countries, yes. Yeah. Um, yes, of course. But the regional food there is very, uh, sorry, the food there is very, very regional. And um, there's also, I mean, basically, from what I know, um, I have... Uh, my one of my coworkers is Indian, and we love to talk about food. Uh, he's mentioned, for example, that there is uh, there's kind of a north south like barrier in India that's kind of naturally there due to a mountain range. And you'll find things, for example, that like in the north they tend to use yogurt, uh, and in the south they'll use coconut milk. And there's kind of just regional differences of the cuisine. It's really like when you have a dish, it's from a specific region. So I was traveling in Delhi and Mumbai, and um, beforehand uh so my my coworker had actually lived in mumbai for a while and he had told me about a lot of the cool like foods that you can get there um and um another thing is that a lot of people in india are vegetarian so there was a lot of vegetarian uh food and ways to prepare vegetables and stuff that i just like had never heard of and um so i got to travel around and i got to try some food and i mean when we actually got there um, one of the really funny things was that uh, I actually ended up eating. So Mumbai is kind of in the north, or it's considered the north, um, and it's the northwest. 
but um, we we ended up eating a lot of food that was from the south. So, for example, um, I had never had these things before called dosas, which are kind of like they're kind of like crepes in a weird way, like really crispy crepes, and they're filled with stuff like um, spiced potatoes and um, you know whatever else they had around. There's a lot of options for fillings and stuff, and this was absolutely one of the most amazing foods and. We got a lot of breakfast. Oh. <laughs> breakfast was like the big meal for us, and and their breakfast is savory. It's kind of like the same in a lot of Asian places, but um, it was it was really fantastic. So now the the dosas, I think I've seen those in videos before. Are some of those like the massive crispy crates? Yeah, they're they're nice. Yeah, they're absolutely. So actually, it's a funny thing when we first got there. <clears throat> My girlfriend and I landed in Mumbai and we we're like, okay, where do we go? And um, like we asked the local, like the hotel person, like we're like, okay, was there like a place to eat around there? And they had like this weird list of like stuff. We're like, I don't know if they're like paying you to go, you know, to like send us here stuff. Cause we like, we walked to one and it like looked super shady. Um, but we walked down like this road that was like known for having a bunch of food. And the first thing we did was like, we're like, just stopped in one of these places and uh, it was, you know, it was kind of warm outside and it was like, there's a lot of metal tables and stuff inside. And um, we sat down and like, I'm looking at the prices and everything. And I'm just like, you know, I, I'm not really, I don't know about anything about Indian food, really. And so I'm there and we're just like, yeah, I'll just take like, because the prices are like, it's like the equivalent of like $1 or like one euro and um, for, for like a dosa. And I was like, okay, I'm like, maybe this is like an appetizer thing. Like, I, I think that they, maybe they're kind of small. So we ordered, like, we each ordered, like, two dosas, and the guy was, like, <laughs> really smart, and he just, like, knew that we were just, like, complete idiots and just didn't know anything about what was going on. He was like, he said, let me just bring the first one out first, and then you can try that, and then if you want the, the second one, I'll bring it out. But he didn't say that, but that was, that's what happened. And so we go there, and, of course, the first dosa comes out for, for both my girlfriend and I, and they're, like, they're huge. They're, like... You know, this yeah. huge as a dinner plate, and they're just stuffed with like pancakes and spices. Sorry, stuffed with uh, potatoes and spices and all sorts of like other delicious stuff. And, like I finished eating this, and then like we're just looking at this. We're like the guys like, so do you still want the second one? And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm full still. So it was definitely um, it was really cool to to try that kind of stuff. Um, there's a lot of other food. Um, if you if you want to, we can talk about that. Um, that I tried as well. There was one thing I also yeah. really wanted to try but never did, and I'm really disappointed about it. But um, we we definitely got to travel around to the... We, we stopped at some street food places. Um, there's this this one thing called Pav Baji, which I really wanted to try, um, which is a like kind of pounded... They take a bunch of different types of vegetables, like everything, and they just pound it into a paste. And then they add like a lot of butter to it. And then it like becomes like this kind of gravy curry like um mixture and of just vegetables and butter and then they give you this like piece of toasted bread and then you're just supposed to like basically mop up the gravy with the bread and just eat this and uh i was really going for that but i didn't get a chance to eat it um oh that sounds really good <laughs> have you have you heard about like some indian food specifically that like you wanted to try or was there anything um again a fun youtube wormhole to go down is watching Indian street food chef yeah. cook. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've seen things where they're, like, putting a dough in a giant vat of, like, frying oil, and they, like, crack an egg into the dough while it's frying, and do all <laughs> kinds of crazy shit. 
That's like that. That sounds really cool. <laughs> I I've seen this for I don't know actually why I didn't watch I watched like one or two videos about Mumbai before I went there as far as the street food stuff. But I really got sucked into those for the Chinese uh, street food guys. Um, mm -hmm. But we yeah we had also there's this um, there was a lot of other like there was a lot of stuff where you you'd just be surprised because it's like it's the same stuff that we have but it's just cooked in an entirely different way. So for example like mm -hmm. I had a lot of like um, I had like something that was kind of similar to an omelet with shallots in it. But it was like so like the spices and everything made it taste so different from anything that I've ever had before. It was absolutely delicious. Um, as well as they had like puffed rice uh, dishes where they add like they add yeah, you get like a bowl of puffed rice, but with like tomatoes and coriander or cilantro and uh, onions and um, chili peppers. And it's like really great. It's like the best kind of popcorn because it's like also a little bit like wet and the rice sticks to it. It's it's pretty nice. Yeah. Mm, um, cool. Uh, any, uh, any standout desserts? Because I've also seen quite a few Indian desserts that looked really nice. Yes. Um, I think the one that really stuck out, stuck out in my mind for some reason, um, and maybe it's not that special because we have this everywhere, but there was, I had some, um, I had some Indian ice cream, which was just, like, absolutely fantastic. They have this, uh, I think it was called, like, Jujube was the flavor or something like this, like, juju fruit or something like this, and it's, like, it's like vanilla ice cream, or just like maybe not even vanilla, just like milk flavored ice cream. And then in it, they have a bunch of dried fruits. And like you have like dried cherries and dried figs and like all of this like chopped up into like bite sized pieces in the ice cream. And that was mm -hmm. like, that was so good. And especially just like because it was like every, every like bite of the ice cream or like every time you tasted the ice cream, it was like a new sensation a new flavor it was like i really enjoyed that and i wish that's kind of something that like why don't we have that here like we have the same stuff <laughs> but nobody does it for some reason yeah and uh, i'm curious because i'm i'm getting like deep into ice cream lately yeah i've been making a lot of gelato what what was the texture like because i know i've seen it was like it was somewhere in the middle east where they do an ice cream it's like almost gummy where it's like Got like guar gum in it or something, and they literally like pound it while it's cold and being frozen. And it's like super stretchy almost. Uh, so I'm wondering, is the Indian ice cream like that at all, or is it a pretty like standard texture? So unfortunately, it's pretty standard. But that like that gummy ice cream sounds like fantastic. I would be all over that. So I need to look this up after after this podcast. That's yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, so, I'm I'm afraid I can't. I can't remember. But also, some some gelatos approach that a little bit. They have like some additives to make them a bit more like dense. Yeah, more robust. I've I've had so mm -hmm. in in the south, for example, there's a lot of these like custard style ice creams, which mm -hmm. I I don't know what they do to make it different. I think they just add a lot more eggs than usual, but mm. like they can be quite like like firm um but in, in south of india no no sorry the south of the where i grew up in south of the u.s so it's like oh right, there right, right. they have the more custody oh, frozen frozen custard yeah exactly that's more frozen custard style but uh and the one i had in india was just more like a regular ice cream i'm not sure um there probably is a variation of something somewhere it's the one cool thing i've learned from like like my friend he's originally from um the assam region of of india and you know it's like 
there the food he's talking about that he eats is like just completely different than like anything else and like his wife is from uh bengal and he was telling me about the food that they cook there and like everything is just like it's like the same like because i mean like i said they're vegetarian mostly vegetarian so it's like the same vegetables but they just find a way to like cook it in a different way and they make completely different food from like by using like you know frying stuff and uh you know and roasting stuff and you know boiling stuff they just are able to make completely like a huge plethora of different types of food and i find that's just really cool especially because it's just all i mean it's even the same vegetables that we have here for the most part there's obviously like some differences but for the most part it's like you know carrots you know tomatoes and that kind of stuff so it's and i know from sorry from oh. watching certain food shows that also the regional cuisine especially with what meats are or not eaten will very much depend on the sort of religious makeup of the region. That's, like, yeah. I know for a fact that, obviously, in most of India, with such a big Hindu population, even if you're eating meat, you're not eating beef. I mean, you're eating dairy, but not meat, not beef meat. And then, like, there's one or two regions that are a bit more Muslim, and there you can get, like, beef dishes. Yeah, I, I've heard that. So it's it's really like um, it's it's also depending exactly on the region, and it also so I think the thing is that like India didn't really used to be united in the way that we think of it now before the English came, and so I think that a lot of these like cultures, they I mean they a lot of these communities as well, they speak different languages as and they have completely different cultures. Um, I mean it's kind of you know, they they all kind of identify as Indian. From what I understand, I could be I'm not a I'm not an expert in this. But one thing that's interesting is that, for example, like as you said, like so my my friend, I said he's from Assam, and there it's like it's really north, and it's kind of not connected to India as much as like you know somewhere that's maybe more centralized. And um, there they tend to eat a lot of meat, apparently, and um, and it's there's really just kind of this um, this older mentality of just like eat what you can find and i mean eat what what like you know there's not the availability you can't necessarily grow as many crops in a northern like i mean it's very mountainous and stuff so you have to rely more on what you can find as opposed to you know in an area where you can grow lots of rice or you can grow lots of you know coconuts or whatever so exactly there's there's a reason that in certain regions of the world like mongolia the buddhists aren't vegetarian yeah right yeah yeah, yeah exactly so it, it, it all has to do with i mean this is the cool thing i, I love that like so, what was it so i heard some stupid comment of somebody being like history is like 90 percent geography and 10 percent common sense like so it's kind of you know people do adapt to the regions that they're in and it's kind of cool um and maybe this could be a cool topic of a of a later podcast we can maybe talk about like like the history of food and maybe like how, cause I just, I just finished reading a book uh, called Homo sapiens and the mm-hmm. guy talks about like a large part of the book is actually about food because you know, food is such a huge part of our hum- human culture and uh, mm-hmm. talking about how we've developed certain habits in eating based on like kind of how we've evolved. And yeah, that's kind of a side topic, but <laughs> we, we should, de- yeah. we should definitely do that when we have someone who knows more. As a guest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, oh, did you go to a Sikh temple? No, I did not. Uh, but I've heard. Oh, I've heard that they give you like 
food apparently or something. They're... Oh yeah, every day there is a free meal. Yeah, for everyone. That's really cool. I've heard I've heard this, but I, I didn't actually end up going there. But oh man. Yeah. No, oh no, dude. You next time you are in India, you like, like I've seen it on um Anthony Bourdain's show. It's the most insane production. He was somewhere um with a very big Sikh temple, but just imagine like thousands of metal platters, like giant vats of curry, and not curry, giant vats of stews and rices and other things. Because it, it's all vegetarian. Because basically, if it's vegetarian, it doesn't matter what yeah. religion you're from, yeah. you can eat it. So they literally just make a giant vegetarian feast and serve anyone who comes. Yeah, that's that's like really cool. I should definitely next time I'm there, I do that, and I definitely want to go back. Um, yeah, you should try and do. You should try and um, get into the kitchen and volunteer. Yeah, <laughs> I should. I tried to actually do it one of these cooking courses, but that didn't work out. But I do. One one other thing, of course, we have to talk about this. This is India, and maybe this is like a little bit like you know whatever standard. But uh, I also I went on like a spice hunt when I was there, and I like went on a hunt to like find like spices that I can like you know so I could bring stuff back to uh, to make food for myself at home, or at least try. I know it's not gonna be as good, and um, it was so cool. I mean, you literally just these spice markets are just like fantastic. So I was in in Mumbai. They have this place called Crawford Market. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of like a little bit of a harrowing experience, especially like it was our first day we were there. We we're like, oh, wow, this is like pretty crazy. But, you know, the actual like like some of these spice markets were just absolutely fantastic. And you just like you point at stuff and you and like everybody was super nice as well. I was just asking people, I'm like, what what is that? Like, what is that? What is this? And they would just be like, yeah, that's um, you know, that's dried uh, cardamom or whatever. And, you know, it's just they're, they're really so nice and um. I ended up buying uh, some biryani spices as well as some spices to hopefully make this pav bhaji I was talking about earlier. Um, and it's it's just like, it's really cool. And I think also the really cool thing was that like, maybe before I went there, I had the interpretation of like, come on, like everybody just goes shopping at the grocery store. Like it's not like, you know, like what you see with these spice markets that's just in the movies that doesn't really happen. But like when you're there and I was waiting in line, like, like it's not the case like people are like buying like you know you would see for example a mom give her son like uh, a couple of uh, rupees and be like hey can you just pick up some whatever and then the son waits in line and it's all by weight so they have these jars and you just basically point to something and say i want this and then they just you know they weigh it out and then you pay based on the weight and it's actually where people buy stuff you know as well as their fruits and vegetables they buy it from a market i think that's cool yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, so I guess what, my other question is, uh, in addition to all this fantastic street food, did you go to any, like, more, not high-end restaurants, but, you know, again, there are some high-end restaurants, and I'm sure in a city like Mumbai, yeah. like, did you go to any places like that? Yeah, actually, we did, and I, 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 it was actually, believe it or not, kind of a disappointment, so... Oh. I know. So I there was there's this one place. So it was also my birthday um, around the time that we were there. And it was also Christmas. And so my girlfriend and I decided. So there was this. So there's a really huge hotel. Um, it's a very famous five star absolute luxury hotel uh, called the Taj Mahal, actually. 
and uh, it's right next to the gates, the the gate of India. It's like it's right next to it. It's like this huge hotel, and um, they have this, uh, they have this what they call a sea lounge. So it's like this nice, like really nicely decorated um, lounge that's on like the second or first or second floor, and then um, you can like overlook the the gateway to India. And you can just mm-hmm. sit there and eat your food and just kind of look out onto the uh, onto the ocean. And they had this thing where it was supposed to be like kind of Christmas themed, but you could also still get like um, Indian style food. So we decided ahead of time we're like, okay, this is like the one thing we're gonna splurge on when we're here. We're like gonna we're gonna eat anywhere we can. We're gonna try all the street food we can. But like it was close to the last day. We're like near the last day. We're gonna go to this uh, <clears throat> to this sea lounge and get some food there. And, um, you know, the tea was excellent. Uh, it was absolutely first-class tea. It was just amazing. The, um, the actual, the Indian food itself was also pretty good. Um, but the service was actually the worst. It was really terrible. And so was the, um, um, so was the actual food that you went up. To. So they had some food you could go up to get. So like some desserts and that kind of stuff. And uh, it was actually the first time I've ever really left a negative review on, the, uh, on Google for something was just based on how how like i mean it was quite expensive by european standards already and then it was like you know by by the rest of compared to what else i was paying in india it was already it was as well really expensive and the service was just like absolutely and it's not like i mean i didn't want to be like a dick i mean if they let me go up and get my own tea that would be fine but we were there for like two hours for example and they only like came by to ask like if i wanted tea like once or twice and i was like okay the, the whole point is like is supposed to be a tea. Uh, sorry, it was high tea that we were there for. Right. Um, so, anyways, but the the food itself was pretty good. Um, I definitely remember um, there was a few dishes that I qu- couldn't quite get around to trying um, up to that point, and I was able to try them there. Um, unfortunately, I can like never remember the names of the the Indian foods. So I always have to like ask my friend or like keep looking on Google until I get lucky and find it. But um, yeah, I didn't definitely. Yeah, that was it. Was a really interesting experience as well. So, so uh, maybe we should actually like turn the tables and talk about your interesting food experience. Now, I've gone on for about twenty five minutes of just rambling about my experiences in India. Why don't you tell? Yeah. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what you've what you've uh, wanted to talk about today? Yeah, yeah. No, I'll go into some of my stories. But before we do, let's remind the audience that uh, in theory. This podcast is uh, sponsored by patreon.com slash brainstormkitchen. Yeah, and also just um, as well, if you don't really want to, um, if you don't really want to or feel like you should support Patreon or you can't, um, one thing that really helps is actually leaving comments and maybe just sharing the video as well. So I would like to get, um, I have, there's been a, one person who's been, D. Smith has been very nice about commenting quite often, but I'm not actually getting a lot of other comments from people. So if you're listening to this, just like say, hey, and say, yeah, I'm, I'm finding this enjoyable. I'm not finding this enjoyable. This really helps us like develop this so that we can do a better job. Yeah, any feedback, uh, YouTube, iTunes, and SoundCloud, of course, all have commenting and sharing features so yeah feedback is always appreciated yeah certainly oh man the tea in india was just like absolutely fantastic they have this uh these masala chais and just it's really cool they had these things where you can just like you can get them in small little plastic bags filled with tea 
And it was just like, it's like milk and cinnamon and sugar and tea. And like, to me, those are all things that I absolutely love. So having them all together was just like great. And I mean, yeah. So if you haven't been to India yet, I definitely recommend it. And uh, I think that it's actually like, I kept hearing a lot of like horror stories of getting sick beforehand when you travel to India. Um, but my girlfriend and I were really lucky and we, we ate pretty much anywhere and we didn't actually get food poisoning anywhere. So um, that was pretty great. Um, yeah. So so can you tell me, so uh, what kind of tea are you drinking, by the way? Uh, actually, I think it's... Might be Indian tea, actually. <laughs> just some, just some black loose leaf tea. Okay. Do you ever, um, do you ever drink tea with with like milk and sugar, or is it like just out of the no. question for you? Not even like, not even like a chai tea or anything like that. Uh, again, I I would in theory, but again. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. No, I'm I've gone full snob. Okay. No, <laughs> no worries. Um. So yeah, I you you, you thought your travel in December was a while ago. I haven't uh, traveled in quite some time, because traveling is not uh, the easiest for me. Uh, but my mom is crazy, so when I was 11 years old, my mom took me and my brother to Europe for about five months. That's pretty cool. Where did you go? Yeah. Oof. Alright, should I, should I go through the list? Yeah, let's do it. Alright. Uh, landed in Spain. We didn't stay in Spain very long. But we stayed in... Belgium, Poland, France, Italy, Croatia, passed through Germany, Austria, Slovenia, and... And then we were in the south of France for a little while, and we ended our trip with a very long stay in Portugal, because it's very cheap. I've heard that it's cheap. <laughs> yeah, I think we passed, we either stayed in or passed through, like, ten countries. That's pretty awesome, and this was over the course of five months, you said? Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty good. I mean, uh, it sounds really nice. One of the problems is that people come to Europe and they just do that kind of trip in like a month or less. And then you're like, you don't see anything. But I think on a slow paced trip, I mean, to see that many countries, you must have, it must have been nice and relaxed. Not nice and relaxed, but you must have been able to see quite a bit. Yeah, again, Belgium, we stayed in for quite a while because uh, my caregiver at the time had sort of extended family there. And then everywhere else was like two or three weeks. That's really awesome. Except for like Portugal, which was like seven weeks. Because we're like, we're out of money. So let's stay in Portugal. <laughs> hey, but you know, Portugal's not a bad place to be. No, it was nice. Okay, it was a while ago. And um, I mean, obviously, my, my family is pretty into food, anyways. But obviously, I wasn't as sort of passionate about food as an 11 year old. Um, but we still had some pretty awesome experiences. The other thing was that obviously the budget was pretty tight, so we didn't eat out a lot. But uh, 
Yeah, obviously, these are actually a lot of cooking in Europe. But I mean, which was interesting. But I, I feel like that's even. I mean, that's still is an experience because, like, I don't know. Maybe for some of the people who've not been to Europe, or, uh, for example, the the groceries are completely different. Like everything is completely different. Like even something as simple as tomato sauce will like be maybe prepared in a different way or the olive oil or whatever just it's completely different than you you get in the oh, US. Like, you, you know what's very different? The booze. Yeah. The booze is so cheap. Yeah. That's that's really true. I mean that's definitely something for example, I I here I'm just in Germany, it's very common that I can just go downstairs and get a beer from uh there's what we call them kiosks. They're kind of just like a local convenience store and they're like one every hundred meters. And I can go down there and pick up a beer for about one euro. And I was in San Francisco two weeks ago, and then we went to. Some, I was like, okay, yeah, let's get a beer. And like, we went to the bar and let, or to to a bar, and it was like seven, you know, seven or eight euros, or sorry, seven or eight dollars for a beer, just for one beer. And I was like, holy crap! Like this is, I forgot that it can be this expensive. Like here, the most you'll pay for a beer at a restaurant is like three euros, and that's like quite expensive already. So it's just surprising. Yeah, and like my my mom is big into wine. So like, you know, we <laughs> that was the only time we got a lot of. Yeah. And you can get a bottle of wine here. It's like for like one or two euros. And like when I first moved here, I was like, is it safe? Like, can, and my mom also mm-hmm. asked us when she came here. She's like, is it safe to drink wine that's one or two euros? Because like in the U.S., you would never drink wine that was one or two dollars. Like that would just be like I mean, a recipe some disaster. People would. Yeah, that's true. Some people would, but like in the U.S., I wouldn't do it just because it kind of seems like a recipe for disaster. But here, it's like absolutely one hundred percent normal and actually in fact, in fact, it's really good sometimes. So yeah, so that was that was fun. I think probably my biggest food memory was Italy. Unfortunately, um. I'm not uh, unfortunately, but we stayed around Assisi, which is pretty north. Um, because you know, again, we wanted to stay close to the rest of Europe, so we didn't we didn't travel down the boot very much, and uh, that's just a shame because the very southern most part of Italy is where my dad's from. Okay. So we we weren't able to see that unfortunately uh, but obviously SCC was great and, and the biggest food memory was we were sort of staying with a family like they had their house and their little farmland and then they had like a bunch of little houses on their property so you would rent the little houses okay and and so you had like a kitchen and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a little house. And then my brother is obviously he went to culinary school eventually, but at the time he was still into cooking, and or he was already into cooking. So my mom paid like the grandma of the house, who was basically the mother of the guy who managed the rentals. To, like, teach him how to cook and make a meal for all of us. Well, that sounds really cool. So, like, they had, of course, farm fresh eggs. And, oh, I remember this one time. It was so funny. My mom bought eggs at the grocery store. And then the lady who, like, is at the place gave her shit. But she's like, I'm giving you eggs. 
<laughs> like, okay. <laughs> like, how dare you buy eggs? I'm <laughs> giving you them to you. Oh. <laughs> That's really funny. And like, why why did she want to buy them? Just because of habit, or like? Oh no! But basically, my mom didn't know that we would just get ah, eggs. Ah, okay. <laughs> so she's like, and then so Amber, she would like every once in a while there'd be like cake in in the basket. So you know, it was very very reminiscent of my <laughs> Italian grandmother. Oh. Europeans can be really particular about eggs in specific. I feel like and. uh... Yeah, but it's it's good. I mean, the eggs here are really amazing quality. At least the ones I've had in Germany are. But I would love to try some food from Italy. I've never really, even in Rome, I didn't really get to try a lot of Italian food, unfortunately. Yeah, but like you know, it's a farm. It's a little farmhouse with chickens, and they have, of course, a wood-fired pizza oven. Ah, nice. So, like you know. I mean, we're off to the races. Yeah. So, <laughs> you're just set. You can just live there forever and you're fine. Pretty much. <laughs> so, I mean, that was a pretty pretty awesome experience. And, um... It was pretty funny. Well, obviously, if you're new to the podcast, uh, I, I have a physical disability and I have a big electric wheelchair. So, most places in Europe... Not the best for yeah. big electric wheelchairs. They're not, I mean, it's it's not designed for even automobiles, typically. Especially, I can imagine in Italy, where it's like even there's less infrastructure. So basically, when we would travel into a town, I would be basically in a stroller. And then our, like, home base, I would be in the wheelchair. Okay. I'm... But they had... Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. So for the dinner that my brother helped make, they had like a dining room area, and there were a few steps down into the dining room. But, like this is totally coincidence, they had a friend in a wheelchair, so they had a giant wooden ramp that they were able to put into the dining room. Oh, nice. And whereas the dining room was full of like, taxidermy animals and... <laughs> <laughs> it's like something out of like a like a, one of these movies, yeah. Yeah, so like we had like a pasta, we had like these awesome like pizza things, we had like pies baked in the pizza oven. It was pretty awesome. Would you like I, I don't know, maybe I, I'm being like a little bit intrusive, but like so for you traveling is like pretty difficult. But like is it enough for you to, like, is, it's not enough to stop you from doing it again? Like, do you have a desire to, like, travel more, or is it, like... Um, I do, like, it was, it was easier back then. Okay. And that's sort of why my mom did it. She's like, traveling's only gonna get harder. Yeah. So, again, it was a shame, because, again, I was so young, I didn't fully appreciate or take advantage of going to all these awesome places. But, you know, again, it would have been... I mean, that that kind of trip would be impossible now, basically. Okay. That's real unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, I do have, like, a dream of going to... Back to Italy in general, but again, going to the south of Italy. 
Is there something specifically from the south of Italy that's like that specific cuisine? I might have may have asked this before, but I've completely forgotten. I mean, there's a lot of things. Again, there's um, seafood is big in the south of Italy. It's like you know, it's not very far to coast. Okay, so yeah, there's and, a lot of seafood. So again, there's like chili peppers. I mean, now, now Calabrian chili peppers are sort of famous online. Yeah. And like my dad's from Calabria. Oh, okay. Cool. That's well, yeah, there's a lot of regional things that, you know, it would be just cool to go there. Did you remember anything from Croatia? Um Croatia was interesting. Um, <laughs> Does I guess did you do you know if you were in Dubrovnik or no, we were on the coast somewhere. Okay. Um, shit. What no worries. No worries. Split? Uh, I, I know now Croatia's kind of like a really cool food destination. And yeah, I watch a lot of food shows, so I've seen some cool shit. But I think we may have gone, you know, maybe a little too early to catch that Yeah. Friend. I mean, they were just coming out of, like, the, you know, they were just coming out of a really bad civil war, you know, and, and uh, there was a lot of stuff going on. I mean, how long ago was this again? Like, you said you were... I was 11, so it was 13 years ago. Okay, so, okay, maybe it's a little bit after this, but I, I heard during the 90s, like, Croatia was not a place that you wanted to be. Um, but uh, I guess they must have just been getting out of that. Um, I think just in the past... Like I've I had a friend of mine who said that when he went there like during the nineties, like it was so bad there during the Civil War that there was just like a dead body on the street and people were just like walking past it because it was like, What are you gonna do? Yeah, um, no, it but it's definitely bad. not like that now. <laughs> yeah, but, like, it's not like that now. <laughs> yeah. Again, like it wasn't again, we stayed with like an old couple. Again, so nice. Because you know, we were we spent like two days trying to no, three days. Trying to find like our home base. Oh, okay. Because like staying in hotels is very expensive. Yeah. So you have to find like more long term rentals. Yeah. I mean, and we, we... also, it was a different day and age back then. Like, there wasn't like internet stuff as much, I feel like. Well, yeah, no, no Airbnb. Yeah, definitely not. There's nothing <laughs> like that. Yeah. But you know, there were a lot of people that did rent out part of their house. But one. It was the off-season, and two, everyone rented out their upper floor. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So, we found this little old couple, and their husband was, like, constantly smelled of wine. <laughs> he made his own wine in, like, plastic jugs, and he had, like, a permanent cloud of fruit flies around him. <laughs> but they move upstairs to their rental and let us rent the downstairs. Okay. Okay. Well but I mean that's that was nice of them to do that. But yeah. Oh for sure. How how did you travel around by the way? Did you guys have like a like a RV or something? Oh this this is the best part. Here's a good story. So my mom rented a hatchback car 
called a kangaroo. Okay. So, me and my brother were in the back. So my I had like a car seat at the time that would go in, like the regular car seat in the back. Okay. And then in the in the trunk, like by the millimeter, was enough room to like shove my giant power wheelchair into the back. Okay. So you guys had like a nice like co- cozy time. Yeah, cozy is a, is a word for it. <laughs> so here's here's the best part. So imagine we land in Madrid, and again we have planned out how to get the wheelchair into the kangoo in theory, right? Yeah. We've never actually done it. Okay. And like my mom has brought in the luggage, like, makeshift ramps to get the wheelchair in the back. <laughs> and, and the guy's like, here's your rental car. <laughs> By the way, you're almost out of gas, and be- make sure that motorcyclists don't drive by you while you're filling up and slash your tires, because down the road, they'll rob you. What the fuck? <laughs> Like that's, oh, that that's sounds first, terrible. That's the first. That's the first thing he says. Oh my god! He's like, oh, by, by the way, you have twenty minutes of paid parking left. Oh my god! Oh jeez, that sounds like stress. Like, like it would have only been worse if he was like, by the way, there's like you know going to be an earthquake in five minutes. So like, <laughs> like I mean, what what the hell? <laughs> so again, we are rushing. Because we're, we're almost out of parking, we have to, like, for the first time, get me in the back seat and get the wheelchair in the trunk. And then the caregiver, Christian, who we brought with us, is, like, patrolling the car while we're filling up on gas. It was just crazy. I mean, also, like, what do you do for, like, in case they do come at you with, like, knives trying to slash your tires, like... I don't know if well, I... The, the, the thing they would do, apparently, is they just drive by you, like, and you don't notice. Like, they literally just, you know, go through the gas station, and they slash the tires. And then, okay. you blow a tire down the road, and then they pull over, pretend to help you. Uh, okay, 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 okay. That's, that's some sneaky stuff there. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wow. That's that's pretty crazy. Um, if so, yeah, that's that sounds pretty crazy. Did you? I can, I, I, I could probably tell a thousand stories about your. <laughs> okay, just maybe one more. Can you tell us like? Can you tell me like something that you distinctly remember as far as something that you've eaten from there? So something maybe from from Belgium or from even from Portugal, anywhere that you had that like. This was, you were like, I've never had anything like this before. Maybe something not Italian, but like anywhere else in Europe that you had that was like, wow, that's like, I've never had like this before. Belgium. Again, Belgium, we didn't eat like a ton of Belgian food. Also, we were kind kind of staying with the family. So, you know, the food was pretty, it was good, but it was pretty like, pretty normal. Um, Let me think. Again, the big food highlight was probably that, um, 
that dinner in Italy. Oh, there was actually in Croatia. There was like two nights where we made each other dinner. So we made the couple we were staying with dinner, and then they made dinner for us. Oh wow! And it's Europe, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty good, but it was kind of interesting. It was basically, I think, a chicken roasted in about a gallon of olive oil, <laughs> and then there was like a flatbread crackery thing, also soaked in the oil, and it made my mom sick just because it was so rich. But it was pretty good. Yeah, I think in that region they tend to use a lot of oil, but it's also, I mean, it's. I think that's also a trait of like European food as well that it's it's typically pretty simple but like really like they make good food with just very simple things like just meat and oil or meat and vegetables. And the the home remedy for being like sick from how rich it was was of course um a shot of schnapps <laughs> and uh, with with black pepper in it. Yeah, I I kind of I don't I I believe that you know and actually people here like they really they really believe not believe but like they really because it probably might do something but they really stick to this. And for example, like if you get Greek food, which is very here, which is very kind of oily, they give you ouzo at the end, and they're like, here you go, like this is gonna, <laughs> that's kind of yeah, this will help you. <laughs> so, okay, uh, uh, next time we talk about travel. I'll talk about the Italian roofer who we kidnapped in uh, Florence and had us take us around town. <laughs> that sounds like a good story. We'll have to keep this for the probably for next time though. <clears throat> and uh, I think we're yeah, kind I think of... that's, that's a good episode. So we can maybe just stop here. Um, do we want to uh, re-spam the the please follow us on uh, please. Please comment if you're interested in the channel or uh, on the video and you want to hear more or what you want to hear, as well as um, please feel free to check out the Patreon link. This is kind of our only real sponsor right now. So um, as well as leaving a review for iTunes. So any of those things would really be helpful for us. And it's kind of nice to get some support and, you know, know that you guys are interested in continuing this. Well, yeah, otherwise, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks.